This is Film Club. This is Rachel and Lauren, and on this street this week is a brand new Film Club episode just for you. And as you know, the best fashion show has always been on the podcast. We're about to unpack Bill Cunningham, New York. Come along with us. So just a little bit of background for why I picked this film. There was a night Ryan Hatch was just talking about two films that he really loved. Um, I think he was telling them to Annie and then I was like leeching in on the conversation, wrote them down. And it was Hunt for the Wilder People and Bill Cunningham, New York. And so he, I think I only heard him talking about the documentary. And so this is why when Sarah and Niall invited us to watch Hunt for the Wilder People, I was like, oh yeah, a documentary. How exciting. <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, it's an amazing movie, so it's fine, but it just was so funny. I was like, huh? <laughs> this is it's not a mockumentary like what we did in the shadows. Right. <laughs> you might have fallen for it. <laughs> um so anyway, so that it's been a long time coming because we watched Hunt for the Wilder People a long time ago. So this was like but I finally got around to watching it and then picked it for film club. So I just thought we could kind of talk about our first impressions with the film and our favorite parts, and then I'll kind of go into more of the themes that I want to talk about. So for me, there's just so many crazy fun characters that pop up throughout this. Like, obviously, Bill Cunningham, we'll talk a lot about him, but there just were so many other fun people scattered throughout that don't like super fit into necessarily my other categories. So Iris Apfel, who's like calls herself the oldest living teenager, and she has like all these stuffed animals, and she like has to give them jewels and stuff so they like, don't bite her. Like she just was amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just love these people who are like so completely, genuinely themselves, unabashedly. It's amazing. The UN guy, I love loved him. him. He is so Such a pure soul. so iconic. I just loved everything about it. Like the staging was a little bit awkward. Like he was a little bit stiff it just was chef's kiss it was so good his clothing was amazing though so many fun things and i just loved how he was like this is my alphabet jacket this is my this used to be my couch <laughs> this is the ottoman just like ah so good and then he's like here are here's when i appeared in the newspaper it's laminated for my grandchildren i just was like this man <laughs> ah, i love him so much Adita Sherman, also incredible. I love, I'm trying to remember what I was just watching. Kind of, it feels a little bit like 1920s groups that get together and are just like creating. And maybe it's because I was really listening to Moulin Rouge the musical and just like this bohemian group, you know, and it's like, we just love art and we just love creating and we have like these quests for these ideals. It just seemed like these people that lived at Carnegie Hall that would get together and it's like oh it's a full moon I'm gonna put on my ballet show I'm just like yes I just love these like creative artistic minds and then it attracts other people who are like-minded and they just like get to do these fun wonderful things I'm like mm, just love finding creative pockets of people like this some of my other favorite parts <laughs> I loved when he was talking about John Singer Sergeant beautiful black dress and I love when he was just like you have no idea what I'm talking about <laughs> to the guy that was like editing the page for him. I loved their relationship. <laughs> they were so, funny. so funny. I loved as a project runway fan, 
Michael Kors making an appearance. I was so happy. I was like, ah, oh, Michael. And the garment district took me back to my my project runway obsession days. <laughs> the only thing that I was like really not a fan of was the random Coldplay Viva La Vida like section overplay. Do you remember this part? It just is like, I hear Jerusalem bells and they're just like doing something. I don't know. I was like, this feels like an odd product of the early 2000s where it's just like oh this is a good song i just was like this song feels so out of place for this documentary so (laughs) and i also just loved how it talked a little bit about his history and his past with running his own hat shop and stuff so Mm -hmm. they did name drop marlon brando i know so magical i love that who knew that he lived in carnegie hall I didn't. Also so fun that we saw Carnegie Hall last year in real life. I know. It seemed to be rather under construction. (laughs) Yes. Our only experience with it. So I just, I think there's this really interesting aspect to it of like the debate of capturing real life. Like, is it art or is it capturing real life? And this is something that is a question in, I think, especially photography since its inception that's really like drummed up with Matthew Brady um, rearranging different corpses on uh, Civil War battlefields. But so it's just like art photography is so important. And then you also have like journalism photography. And Bill Cunningham is this really interesting like cross section where he is just capturing people on the street, not posed, like they're just going about their everyday life and he's capturing it and freezing it in time but like yet he's still being very selective and very like he's crafting the picture and he's crafting his subjects in some way too so I just thought it was this really interesting um intersection between in this like debate of is photography art is it photography capturing real life um and it's kind of related to like a larger part of this documentary where I think there is this discussion and we'll get into a little bit more about fashion and what is fashion and is fashion for the elite and is fashion for these like high-end models and celebrities and stuff or is fashion like found in everyday life and among everyday people and is it just self-expression is it part of this like big economic and financial extravaganza and like the garment district and all these different things like there's so much within the fashion world that this was just like scratching the surface on and I loved it it was so fun to really have it just focus on Bill Cunningham, but have it like like briefly dip into all these larger topics. I also loved the very historical nature of this. Mm. And they kind of talked about this a little bit too in the documentary, but like historians, especially like fashion historians, but just really anybody who I think wants to like capture a glimpse of what New York is like in these late 20th century, early 21st century times, like... He is so deliberate and methodical and consistent that it is like such an incredible historical record that he has compiled. And I love it because it's not just like he does look for the crazy. He does look for the unusual, but he's also capturing stuff that just like catches his eye. And so it's he's noticing patterns and trends. Like I loved when they were showing the different um, layouts of his pages that it wasn't just crazy outfit after crazy outfit when he would capture just like similar colors or similar patterns and it was like 
the way the things that all the men were wearing and I was like that's not like that outlandish you know and that's not that crazy but like it's a trend and all these people are doing it at the same time so it just it didn't even seem like Bill Cunningham was like I don't know why I keep calling him just Bill Cunningham <laughs> I can't refer to him as just Bill Bill seems too informal <laughs> he is too great <laughs> I am not worthy but yeah I just love that it was like patterns and trends of literally anybody in New York it's not just these extremes and I think that's also the point where a lot of people complain about fashion being out of reach or being like too much or being really out out there and uncomfortable and I I loved when he said the point is that fashion is the armor to survive the reality of everyday life and it would if we got rid of fashion it would be like doing away with civilization um and it's true like a lot of us have very distinct fashion sense, you know? That's why Instagram targeted ads work, right? And I think this is something that I heard a lot in my French classes because of French culture and French fashion, but also is really, I think, exemplified well in like The Devil Wears Prada, where it's talk- it talks about like the decisions and the things that are happening in the high art fashion world trickle down and really influence what's happening in everyday people's lives and what fashion choices they're making. So I just love that that was like kind of that intersection too as well, where he dabbled in high art and high fashion, but he also dabbled in quote unquote lower fashion and just this commonality. And yeah, that it is this, he's recognizing self-expression, even when it doesn't seem like necessarily crazy self-expression. Um, but I think about the, the clothing I choose to wear and stuff, and it's totally representation of who I am a lot of it is just like Disney and stuff like that but um I don't know I think people who kind of poo-poo fashion and different things like that just don't completely understand that they play a role in the within the fashion world as well my last thing I'll say on this and then we can talk about one of your themes and kind of go back and forth because I feel like I'm just word vomiting (laughs) but I also loved how in this film it was so cool to see the historical shift in how newspapers are being consumed like where he was part of this old way of newspapers being printed and read and consumed daily. And now it's done in technology and he's being told like, people don't read the newspaper anymore. Like you have to make an audio clip for it and these different things. So it's just, ah, this was such a fun historical documentary to look at different history and how we can understand New York City and the social movements and the historical precedents of the time through fashion through the trends and the the modes that we're seeing there and also to look at like how information and understanding of fashion and understanding of news evolves over time as well and how bill is like just in the middle of all of that i love how bill kind of celebrated like the ordinary person and the choices that they were making just walking to work like the the fashion that they were trying out and it i think it kind of well they said he kind of like like I don't know if they said he invented street fashion or just like champion street fashion. Yeah. Like I feel like it would have inspired me to be more adventurous in my fashion choices if I knew there was someone like Bill cutting him out, like taking pictures of the ordinary people and what choices they were making. And then I also loved how he didn't care about who you were, like maybe you're a guy dressed more feminine or I don't know, you're a political political figure. He would just take a picture of you if you caught his eye. Like he didn't care 
about anything else besides the clothes. Yeah. Which I think is cool that um, he didn't like distinguish between people. And yeah, so, and it was interesting, like, since he was so adept at like noticing people, regular people, he was celebrated and invited to be a, a part of like the designer shows with the fashion models. And it was, yeah, like you said, it was cool to see the difference between those two and how, I don't know, even with the fashion models, like he would also make distinct decisions. He wouldn't photograph everything that came out mm-hmm. and he didn't care that, oh yeah, this designer has done this whole line and we love it because we love that designer. He was very specific about the things that he liked. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, definitely. I Yeah, it feels like, I mean, obviously he is being selective and making decisions about what he's photographing, but it does seem to like make it a bit more of a level playing field and a bit more like commonality mm-hmm. and universality about it that it like it didn't matter who you were it just mattered like how you were expressing yourself that he was interested in yeah I loved when he, he was talking about how he like he was not impressed with the celebrities because he was like <laughs> who cares they just get this like free dress and they also don't have any style and I was just like oh I love it like I think for me I definitely get- <laughs> I definitely get caught up in celebrity culture. I'm like, oh, you're famous? Oh, cool. Like, everything you do is like, well, well, you know. And he's just like, doesn't care at all about like some of these like more worldly aspects of society. Oh my gosh. Some other funny parts (laughs) that I'm just remembering now. Um, I loved when (laughs) the two ladies that were dressed the same and had been friends for a long time come up (laughs) and they're like, Bill, look, we're dressed the same. Do you like it? And he like doesn't photograph them. I don't know why. It's like cool. It so funny. They're like, hey, look at us. And he's like, hey, bye. <laughs> no, but he was so I nice know, it was so awkward. <laughs> but also, I was like wondering when I started watching it, I was like, does nobody like he's an old man taking pictures without really asking, <laughs> like, does anybody like get creepy vibes sometimes or like not like him? So I appreciated that they did include that one woman who was like, get away from me get away. and I'm like if you only knew who he was like you would be so flattered but <laughs> excited um yeah I was like I wonder if he's never if he's not always able to get away with what he's doing because it is like this interesting obviously what he who he is he's so pure and wholesome but like what he's doing is like kind of a violation of privacy and mm-hmm. and so that's also an interesting thing yeah, um, I feel like nowadays, like I follow the doggist who photographs people's dog in New York, and he could've, always started been me. I know, right? You should have <laughs> moved to New York and follow your dreams. He always starts and says, "May I take a photo of your dog real quickly?" Like he always asks permission first. So that's right. something I think that's that's a good change that's been made, but that just wasn't the culture, right? When he was when he was younger, and so. Totally now he's in this new world where he would have had to adapt to that I think yeah yeah and it is this interesting thing where everyone has a camera on them now you know and I think because of that there have been made more laws and more awareness of like privacy and but I I don't think that he would want to ask people's permission like he wants to catch people on the move and on the go and in their natural state like I love when he talks about all the um, people in the snow and catching them and he like loves rainy days because people 
lose this facade about them and they just are their natural selves um and I loved when the one model was talking about how and they show the picture of her that was done for this modeling where she like had to jump over a puddle and then she's like and then Bill caught it and it was so much more comfortable when he did it like I was not in pain (laughs) (laughs) yes I love you're talking about kind of like community building which is something that was really important in this film for me and something I talked I asked our listeners to respond to as well so we'll get to their comments in a little bit but I love how he was really I feel like he was such a champion of the everyday woman I love that it wasn't even like necessarily the most wealthy like it, it was this interesting discussion of like the women who are impoverished and possibly homeless and looking and and just like kind of the shapes of the clothing that they would wear and I, I can't remember exactly the details but there was just like this really brief quick quick snippet on that too and so it was just like there was nobody that he wasn't willing to look at or investigate or like bring awareness to and not that he necessarily was like making these campaigns on purpose and like with this agenda and in some ways I think that's even like more beautiful that he's just like showing what he sees and like allowing people to make their own decisions and to move forward with that he just was such a champion from the beginning when he was within magazines and with Annie Flanders who was the art director of detail and she was talking about how he would like bring up lesser known stylists and all these people who are starting out and trying to make their way in the world and make a mark and he would champion them and take their take photographs of their creations and then they'd get traction and be able to move up in the world and so he really I just feel like he did have this such a pure love for what he did and and his passion for photography and for fashion is very evident but like he did it in a way that brought other people up as well he like was so uninterested in puffing himself up or becoming famous and that is so evident down to like his little little apartment his just house. stresses me yeah. out even though I like could see myself doing something similar but just not in the like just in the way of having everything you owned and never getting rid of it hoarder level but but like he didn't have a kitchen the clothes that he had I was like oh my gosh it's like four pieces of clothing <laughs> um so yeah I just I also loved how he ne- I feel like <laughs> For me, I look at people's fashion, and if I was ever to, like, take pictures, I'd be like, look at this crazy outfit, look how funny, look at this person. And he just was never about that. He was never there to make fun of people or belittle them. He always championed people up and celebrated and supported them. And, like, when that one magazine, and he did this cool thing that I thought was so cool, so genius, where he was showing how the women wore the clothing that celebrities or the model runways wore. And was like showing like, look, this is how it was on as it was presented. But now here it is actually functioning in real life. And like, look at how women are using it in their real life and adapting it. And then the magazine changed it, twisted it to be like mocking and belittling these women. And he he left because of that. Yes. Like, I'm just like, if that is not, mm, I just love him so much. (laughs) And yeah, I just you're touching on this, too. I think there's just like communities that were really empowered not only the stylists not only like the everyday women but then also um like lgbtq communities that were given a safe space like they were all so delighted to see him and it just and he was (laughs) delighted to see them it just was like such a warming sweet part of the documentary that i loved too 
Yeah, I think Bill was my favorite part. Just like how kind and sweet and genuine he was. Like when those people were swearing at him because they didn't want him to take a picture, he just kept a smile on his face and just pedaled away. Like he was totally not miffed at all. Unfazed. (laughs) And yeah, just living in the tiniest most messy apartment with like zero possessions and he's perfectly happy like he seems like a genuinely happy person and I don't know if that's because he's pursuing like his passion that he's doing what he loves and that's all that really matters I don't know that was the other lesson I thought of was like he has no materials material possessions like he and not really like relationships, like not really any family to speak of. He has like his coworkers and his friends that he lives with. But mm-hmm. like a lot of the time you think, oh, my family is the thing that's most important to me. But just like how his work and fashion and what he was passionate about was what was most important to him. And it made him happy. Like he didn't need more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I loved how, like, with his raincoat that he's, like, taping up at the beginning. Like, he he's like, I don't believe in, in one wear, so a little tape and we're back in business. Like, he is just <laughs> ugh, so adorable and just so, yeah, I feel like I'm totally guilty of this. But when, like, something has a hole in it or something has a tear or isn't quite up to standard, I'm like, okay, I, like, got to get rid of it, got to get a new one, you know? Like, obviously not super extreme, but... But like a poncho that it costs two dollars, right? <laughs> I was you also did thinking not need to reuse that, right? His like classic outfit of just this blue fifteen dollar mm-hmm. jacket, and that's like literally all he has in his wardrobe. It, it felt like Arthur when he like that's yes. the only. <laughs> or but I was thinking like uh, Albert Einstein, right? And Steve Jobs, like they didn't want to have to think about what to wear every day. And so they like they had more important things to do than worry about their appearance and outfit, which is also so interesting that he is and he it talks about this, too, when he's at the French cafe. He is so attuned and perceptive and understanding what is fashionable and what is a well put together dress and outfit. And yet he does not put that same effort into his own appearance or his own house. Like he's just so humble and so many people love him like I loved that one celebrity and she's walking and all the paparazzi are yelling at her and they're like she stopped for Bill she only stops for Bill (laughs) (laughs) like so many and when he comes to that big French he gets this huge honor in France there's so many things everybody loves him and yet he like isn't full of himself and he doesn't like let it go to his brain you know I also loved when he was trying to get into the like the press area of the French show and the first guy's like, no, like he doesn't look like someone that should be getting like press access. Exactly. Like a VIP entrance. And then the other guy's like, wait, whoa, that's Bill. He's like the most important here. Of course, let him in. Like, so sorry, Bill. (laughs) And Bill's like not faced. He's like, okay. Yeah. He's just like, eh. Um, I also thought it was so fascinating his mantra of like don't pay me (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and how he really wanted independence and ownership and art and felt like if people paid him money then he was owned and that he owed them 
certain stuff and he just loved the freedom and being able to capture what he wanted to and truly like dedicated his life to this passion it's this interesting thing where he has an obsession and a and following this passion but it makes his life simple in a way that isn't like dull or empty you know you try to make sense of bill you try to like fit him into a certain way of understanding and bill is just bill like he is just going to do what he's going to do without it doesn't matter what you think you know what i mean i was cracking up at his speech so that is like the best franglais i have ever heard french accent (laughs) i loved when he would be like speaking french but then completely just like pronouncing photography like (laughs) he was trying and i appreciate it but then just it was such good franglais but he said, I only know how to have fun every day. Like he truly is happy. And I love to see the relationships that he does have with like when they were doing th- that big birthday party and everyone was there with like the creepy mask, the faces of him. <laughs> and he is so delighted. Yes. I don't know. I I feel like he did have some wonderful connections. The The actual documentary itself, I think, can be a bit slow at times. But I appreciate that. Like, I love just being able to watch Bill work and just, like, watch kind of the mundane aspects, like, when they're editing the page together and how long that takes and how it doesn't just, like, come together. But he's so particular and and um, careful in how it looks and how everybody kind of gets their right moment. My last thought, I just love the quote, we're all blank canvases and we paint ourselves each day. And sometimes, like, you don't really want to paint that day. or, But there's the opportunity every day. You have the opportunity to um, dress up, put something on. And it's for yourself. Like, it's you don't have to do it for anybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that, too. And the line, he who seeks beauty will find it. It's just Bill in a, in a nutshell. All right. Uh, let's throw it over to our listeners for a bit favorite character i'm guessing you yours is bill yeah minus two i think (laughs) so we had most people said bill i'll read some of the other answers the un ambassador (laughs) yes john the photo layout guy (laughs) his assistant yeah (laughs) adita sherman which is the lady who lived in the carnegie hall with him favorite scenes did you have a favorite scene i think i loved when he was giving the speech at in france yeah oh my gosh i forgot to also mention the 28 bicycles that were stolen like like oh, <laughs> oh yeah he just casually well, mentioned. Any... i guess it does make sense because he's not paying for his apartment right or not paying very much and right but like how does he pay for his food like food isn't cheap in new york no and buying bicycles and I know there is this enigma. I love that people are like, oh, he comes from well. He comes from this fancy family. Like, that's how. (laughs) And I also love, I'm forgetting all these things, but when they're like, he knows how to behave with anybody, like, even if they're very famous and fancy. Mm -hmm. I think it's just because, like, none of that mattered. And he, like, really only cared about the individual and, like, understanding that individual through what he could see in the lens of fashion. My favorite scene, I just love when he's, like, out and about and taking photos. I love when he, like, 
goes to get his film developed or like when he's calling and he's like it's me I'm the guy with the blue jacket that always comes around <laughs> like just his little interactions throughout the film um, other people said when you see his apartment and it's just filing cabinets of photos and like five pieces of clothing <laughs> when they were trying on all the hats when Bill is getting in his bike in and out of the closet and when the guy who was wearing all the different prints was explaining each one this used to be my ottoman <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I also loved when, oh my gosh, when they were looking for a new apartment, it was just heartbreaking. And the poor realtor kept being like, look at these cool windows. And he was like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> but when he was like asking like, what do you do about bikes? And the guy was like, um, I don't know. My heart just like broke. Like, I think it was just this like, ah, oh, always living in Carnegie Hall. And like, this is his life. And he's so old. Like he has passed away, um, I think in 2016. And I'm just kind of like, just let him live out the rest of his life in Carnegie Hall, dang it. And like, die there. <laughs> um, okay, back to favorite scenes. Any scene with Adida. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. All of a sudden I'm like, all right. So apologies. I'm not. Well, I don't think it's Adida. <laughs> I think you're right. Okay. But especially Dying Swan. Favorite moment. Bill crashing into the cab. Oh my gosh. That stressed me out oh, so much. No, Favorite line, he's the most important person in the world when they pull him in. Biggest surprise, people lived at Carnegie Hall. Uh, Marlon Brando, Leonard Bernstein. Yes. Someone else said his acceptance speech when he won. (laughs) Um, Someone said their least favorite scene was the birthday party, the awkward singing. (laughs) But I kind of loved it. It was like just endearing about people who were trying to celebrate him. So... So I asked, how did you see the role of community showing up in the documentary? Um, and there was like, interestingly, quite a diversity in answers. So that was the one sad part for me when he was talking about his lack of personal relationships, close friends, partners, children, etc. He found joy in his work, but even his coworkers didn't know much about him as a person outside of that obsession. Someone else said, Bill seemed to have a huge community and yet no community. The fashion world adored him. However, he had seemingly no close relationships. Bill also documented how people are connected in ways, this time fashion, that on the surface we are not all as aware of. Someone else said, New York is so diverse and yet Bill brings together the disparate parts through his photography, showing the commonality in fashion among the wealthy and common folk. The trends he documented on the street provided a visual unifying connection. Another said, I love hearing Bill talk about people on the street. They are so much more important than the celebrities. Another, Bill seemed to have different communities in his life, his friends in his building, his coworkers, those he had photographed often and built a relationship with, and then New York City and everyone that walked by him and inspired him. He seemed like a loner, but each of these groups brought him joy and meaning in his life. And then last, community was a vital and hopeful role in Bill's life. I've said this before and probably will say it again. I appreciate that there are whole worlds and passions that I know little about. I enjoy being exposed to them and learning about them, even if I don't have the same desire to join in that world or passion. It made me feel a little brighter thinking about all the communities that exist and made me wish that every single person had such a supportive community like Bill did. So I love this because I feel like all of these are true, but some of them are like complete opposites to each other. Mm -hmm. Where, yeah, like on the surface, I really don't think that Bill had what we would really recognize is like close personal relationships. Yeah, we know he did have friends and he did have connections. And I love that you pointed out from the very beginning, like he seems fulfilled and 
he even has like a spiritual relationship like where he goes to church all the time you know like I think a lot of people you know you kind of look at like your physical emotional spiritual all these different like well-being even if you're not necessarily super religious like there's different ways of understanding spirituality and I feel like he is like healthy he is spry like he checks a lot of these um check boxes and I understand where people are coming from but yeah so it's just interesting to see like the variety of responses to this community question because I think when I posed it I was largely thinking about like the communities that he lifted up and so I love that everyone's responding thinking about how Bill is working within a community and being either like supported or separate from that the comment that like New York has so many different communities but Bill was able to find the common parts between all the millions of people that live in New York and the millions of cultures that are there yeah yeah and then he posted about it like he showed everybody look this is you're dressing just like these people and Mm -hmm. there's these connections that you have with the people around yeah yeah of course I asked if people had a favorite aspect of filmmaking so I'll just point out a couple um, I liked the pacing of this documentary. I wasn't bored and the ending left me satisfied. Like I had learned something about this kooky dude. <laughs> I need updates on his life, death, and the eviction of Carnegie Hall residents. Please give us the scoop. So I think um, we talked briefly about how Bill is no longer with us, unfortunately. But they did kick everybody out of Carnegie Hall. <laughs> I think at the end, I think the first time I watched it, I ended before the, the screen came up. But the second oh. time I watched where he like moved to a different apartment and then had the kitchen taken out like <laughs> for more space yes for, for his filing, filing cabinets i love it also just such a gold mine i've said it before but those lucky fashion historians that will get to go through all of those this is another one the tight directing and editing that told bill's story in such a fascinating way the premise of a documentary about new- a new york fashion photographer unfolds in such a compelling way the multiple cameras on the street made it feel as if I were observing and not intruding on him working I had to watch twice once pausing on all the fashion shots and to see how sneakily Andy Warhol's photo was captured (laughs) and then in real time (laughs) I love that part where she's like you can't picture it and Bill's like what do you mean it's Andy Warhol like (laughs) (laughs) he would love him to be him (laughs) I just love their relationship so much I feel like if there was anybody who like was a close personal friend it would have been Adida Mm -hmm. and yeah she was the one who had the most information about him yeah she knew the most about him then someone said cinematography how did they capture him riding in the streets sometimes that stresses me out other times I was able to enjoy the New York scene it made me want to visit New York it's been too long I know I loved that I feel like this was about Bill this was about fashion this was about community but it also was just like kind of a love letter to New York as well and just like the fashion and the people that make New York so fun all right I'm just gonna read some of the lessons people are complex if you don't take money they can't tell you what to do the power of inclusivity. It's a balance between doing what you are passionate about and having relationships with others. Bill's integrity. He's beholden to no one but himself and his own uncompromi- uncompromising standards. He has the unquestioning respect of everyone. He also showed how simply he could live in a complex and cluttered world. This is my closet, biking everywhere, no matter the weather. Because of his complete devotion to his art, 
That's not for me, but amazing to see, and he had such joy every day. If you point out the beauties in others and focus less on yourself, people will see your beauty. And passion is a pretty cool thing about life. Yay, it's so fun. Okay, now we can go ahead and read people's reviews. We'll give a name to all these wonderful things. This one is from Catherine. To be honest, this movie didn't really do it for me. Bill was an interesting guy, but I really didn't connect at all with the fashion or the overall movie. He's led an interesting life, but overall, I just don't feel like I connected with this film hardly at all. Harsh, unfortunate, but that's just fine. <laughs> that is the thing about Film Club is this is up yeah, you don't for have to like everything. all interpretations. And thanks for watching the movie. And that's totally fine if you didn't like it at the Polar Express. Yeah, and thanks for thanks for sharing your opinion, even if it wasn't a positive, necessarily yeah. positive opinion. We need those, too. We are here for all opinions. Natalie said, some amazing moments. High School Musical 3 ad in a Times Square shot. OMG, yes. I was like, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> I love how he totally rejected the in and out lists of fashion. Like, he was purely facts of what people were wearing. Nothing was good or bad. It just is. The only fancy thing in his life is photos of women's fashion. Such a simple man with his own lifestyle, food, etc. I loved how he was working at his own event. <laughs> like, they're trying to celebrate him and his career. He's like, let me take some photographs. <laughs> He really didn't view it as work. It was his passion. And so adorable when they all dressed up as him for his birthday or some other party. And he had such a great sense of humor about it and was soaking up all the love. Oh, I love when he just keeps calling them kids, too. Oh, yes. (laughs) Are you kids? (laughs) All right. This one's from Deb. I had no idea what to expect with this film, although I do like documentaries. Bill was quite the character. He had an artist's eye and boundless energy when seeking to capture what people were wearing. I felt that his life was lacking in that he was so hyper-focused on fashion and the outside of people that he never really moves beyond and gets to know the inside of people. It seemed to me that you are just getting exposed to a certain type of person who dresses in extremes to get noticed. Too focused on appearances. Funny moments for me when he accidentally bumps into the back of a taxi, his room that is so small and simple, and yet he has so much paper and a wild filing system. I think I would have loved taking a quick peek at his photo shoot of what is on the street each week. That would have been interesting. Agree. Um, it was an interesting watch, but I did not feel a close connection with them. Kind of, I get where like she's coming from, from like the, you know, just photographing the outsides. And I think like for a lot of the like on the street, that's probably true because he's not stopping and like having a conversation with these people necessarily. But I do think he had like more connection and there were certain individuals and people that he was photographing that he knew a bit more. So um, I don't know if it's like an across the board type thing, but I also see where you're coming from with that. Next is Biz. I appreciate that Bill only wanted to take kind pictures of his subjects. Also, can I just mention the lady being interviewed with her sleeping dog in the background? <laughs> <laughs> that was um, incredible. I, I watched it with my mom, and at one point we were like, I think that dog is dead. Oh. <laughs> he didn't move the entire time. He was in the same position. And then finally, the next time she showed up, I was like, look, it's moving. It's alive. <laughs> that became more important than whatever she was saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we weren't even listening to her anymore. <laughs> All right, this is from George. The film helped me explore more deeply the whole idea of fashion and clothing and what we portray ourselves as. We paint ourselves every day. As I watched rather than impressions, I wrote down quotes that struck me. Maybe that's a cop out, not analyzing, but so be it. Okay, so here's some of them. There are no shortcuts, believe me. We all get dressed for Bill. 
money is the cheapest thing. Liberty and freedom is the most expensive. This is from Tom Wolfe. New York is about status. That's uh, that's all it's about. Fashion is the armor to survive the reality of everyday life. I don't think you could do away with it. It would be like doing away with civilization. I eat with my eyes and he who seeks beauty will find it. A good summation. Ryan Hatch said, these types of documentaries are like junk food for me. Give me a fascinating human being and just let me people watch. It has a bit of insight into New York, into the times, and into fashion, but it's mostly a character study. When I find out there's someone in the world like Bill, it gives me more hope in humanity. All right. This is from Jill. This was a fun movie to watch. It is crazy to think how photography has changed in just a few years. It was a bit nostalgic to see him buying and developing film and the little canisters they put it in. Truly. I loved Bill's smile. That he couldn't be owned, that he was kind-hearted, and never wanted the women he photographed to be mocked or made fun of. It's interesting that someone so obsessed with fashion wore the same plain outfit every day. An interesting look at how one relatively unknown man has such a far-reaching influence, and how he views himself in the world. I wouldn't have watched it unless it was part of Film Club, so thanks for picking it. Okay, and then Annie. It struck me as interesting that in every profession there's a who's who. People who are famous and recognizable by all for that profession. Perhaps in fashion reporting, this would be Anna Winator. Then there are others who are beloved and known only by people who actually work in that profession to know of another's impact. This documentary strives to take a contributor in the fashion world and transcend him and his work from niche to well-known. Bill Cunningham is a pretty adorable, enthusiastic photographer who takes pictures for the New York Times newspaper. Everything from street fashion to gala events to fashion shows. His speed with the camera was wild. I can't believe he got good usable pictures. It seemed the camera barely made it up to his eye. (laughs) Bill's very likable, and you meet a cast of characters who have been photographed by Bill over the years or are his friends. While amusing, I found the documentary to be a little meandering and repetitive without a strong story. Larger issues are touched upon brief backstory, religion, money, housing, class, sexual orientation, but it doesn't really go into the topics. Instead, it kind of kept... It kept kind of light and surfacey. I'm very impressed with his stamina, watching him ride that bicycle all over. There was a YouTube comment I liked... Bill Cunningham was a personal brand before there were personal brands with his blue jacket and bicycle. I love it. Well, thank you all for submitting. We love reading the reviews and it's it's so fun to get people's different insights and stuff. So thank you. Thank you. I'm sure it's much more fun to listen to other people's opinions than just me and Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> but now it is that time to leave the gun, take the cannoli. So my question for you, if you were going to only photograph one thing, so Bill like largely only photographs photography, or <laughs> meta, <laughs> Bill... <laughs> Bill only photographs fashion, what subject would you photograph? Um, Probably dogs. Just kidding. um no I think I would photograph nature like the mountains or trees sunsets nice maybe that's too broad fashion is a broad thing though it's true do I am very jealous of the doggist (laughs) would recommend following the doggist on Instagram (laughs) would you stay in Carnegie Hall in his tiny apartment or choose the first apartment with the had the view of central park or the third apartment that she the second apartment she showed him i don't really remember it it had like a corner that was like just all windows it was really cool and i think it was higher up oh yeah and you could see the street from above i would probably pick 
uh, Carnegie Hall is really cool because of its historical, but I would hate living in that room. Oh, it would stress me out so much. <laughs> I really like the Central Park views, but it also kind of stresses me out to have one wall that's just completely windows. So maybe I'll do the last one, actually. Okay. He ended up in the Central Park one, right? Yes. I was rooting for him to choose that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll pick that one because obviously I'm making a real life decision. So um, what defines your fashion? Um... Uh, I would probably say comfort. Like, I really like comfy sweaters and, like, loose dresses and, like, wide-legged pants. But, like, comfortable clothes that don't just look like sweatpants. But I wear a lot of sweatpants. Yeah, I feel like if I was asked to, like, pick your signature outfits, I would say either overalls that are, like, actually, like, cute and classy. Like, they're not, like, little kiddish or anything like that. or like I don't know I think my like my choice of pant wear is always just so basic and so plain it's just like skinny jeans always (laughs) but you like have so many fun different colors of uh, and styles of bottoms to wear so I feel like that when I see stuff like that I'm like that is Lauren fashion right there (laughs) so it's fun I love that you like pick comfort but it's still very fashionable so I know recently I've been like trying on some of my the pants that I used to wear a lot and I was like this is not comfortable I don't want to wear this <laughs> um, donating yeah and it's so funny because I feel like skinny jeans are not that comfortable but they're the only sometimes things I have to wear. they are though that's true and I do have to interject here and say people in Portland when you and Emma and I were walking around one day they were loving our vibe so I think in that time and place Bill may have photographed us maybe just me oh my gosh <laughs> it would have been so honored that was my other thought through the whole thing was like if I had known or if I had been to New York at that time and I had known Bill was out there I would have gone all out in the hopes that he would have seen me and taken my picture yes okay if they made a documentary about you oh heck. what would it be focused on uh, sweats uh, the podcast <laughs> oh boy what a good documentary i'm not available for comments <laughs> um let's see yeesh it would probably i don't know because i feel like documentaries have to be about like things that you're like ex- you excel out and I don't know or that you're like an expert in I feel like maybe the most interesting quirk of me is how much I love Disney films that are like pure and kind and PG or G rated and then I also love ghastly horror films and like <laughs> this macabre and darkness and like spooky scary and just like it just always strikes me as funny when people are asking me what my favorite films are and my top films are like Bugs Life and Mulan and The Godfather and Get Out and Psycho and you know and just like the extreme opposites so maybe something in that crossover realm of my love for Disney and then my love for horror. I don't know. I think it would be, I feel like there should be a documentary about the life of a Disney employee. A Disney World World employee. I don't feel like it would be that yeah. interesting. <laughs> but it's then like, it, you could, it would also show you going to ha- Haunted Horror Nights, Halloween <laughs> Horror Nights. Okay, sold. Every day. <laughs> you so go straight fun. from working at Disney World to going to Hollywood. <laughs> okay, Haunted. there it is. That's the clincher what outfit from the godfather would bill be most interested in definitely Kay's red carmen san diego outfit mm, mm-hmm. 
I think Apollonius, the other one I love is Apollonius dress, but I don't think that's quite striking enough or like different. I don't know, because there were times that he was just like photographing black dresses that were beautiful. You know, like it doesn't have to be this crazy outlandish color or anything like that. He probably should do like men in the fedora hats like mm-hmm. that. I was also just thinking compilation. maybe Carlo's orange outfit. Ooh, <laughs> how would you steal bill's bike (laughs) okay just kidding just kidding if you had billions of file cabinets around your house your bedroom what would they be filled with oh my gosh easy i have such a hard time throwing away like school assignments which is so silly (laughs) but i'm like having to declutter my computer right now so i can transfer all my files to my new computer and i like can't throw away the paper like delete the papers that I've written even if they're like doinky one page things I'm never gonna read again or like different articles that were assigned to me that I will literally never go back and read or if I want to read them I can access them somewhere else and why can't I just throw them away so it's probably gonna be all related to school but also in that same vein I will never throw away my motherwood or far AP history binders (laughs) those things Uh, packets those are gonna be buried with me honestly um now for our listener cannoli questions uh, what would you love to photograph? So you answered nature. So I would have to say, I mean, maybe I would try and just photograph people's Disney bounds at work mm. if I was allowed to take photos while I was working. Because there's some really fun ones. Um, Today, there were three different Snow Whites in the same group. And I was like, pick a different character, but okay. <laughs> Let's um, be creative. Here. Not, a, not that I'm like dissing Snow White, but if you're all three going to be Snow White. So I would say that. And this next question comes from Natalie, (laughs) who at the time of submission did not understand yet what a cannoli question is. And her question is, (laughs) is butt legs. (laughs) So I'm going to say no. I think butt is, uh, the butt is completely separate from legs. Like I think you, but I don't know, because would you consider your shoulder part of your arm? Like, is your shoulder no. arm? No. You, like, it's the hinge. It, it's where it connects. But I yeah, don't know. because if you're hurting up here, you don't say, my arm hurts. I feel like I would. You I'd be like, oh, my shoulder. arm hurts. Like, up here in my shoulder. I feel like I consider my shoulder part of my arm. Shoulder. But I'm like, oh, if my arm hurts and it's my elbow, my elbow is part of my arm. No, your arm is your humerus and your radius and your ulna. <laughs> and this is your elbow, which is the hinge. And this is... The connection of scapula to the humerus. So are you saying your you have four arms? N- no. You so have your, one your arm made up of your humerus and your ulna. If you break this part, if you were having surgery right here and you it said on the schedule fixing your arm, you would say, no, they're fixing my shoulder. Okay. So from a medical standpoint, butt is not legs because shoulder is not arm. No. Yep. But I think from a non-medical, colloquial, everyday, that I would refer to my elbow as part of my arm and my shoulder as a continuation of my arm. Therefore, butt is continuation of legs. Therefore, butt is legs. Maybe. For you. Natalie, who knew this question was actually genius? Um, Please weigh in. Is butt legs. What print from the one guy's closet would you wear? <laughs> Um, I would have to go back and look at all of his prints, but probably all of them. (laughs) 
I would just have his closet. I know, I feel like the one that stands out in my memory is the alphabet one. I think that one was so fun. What would you wear to make Bill interested in photographing you? I have a jumpsuit, a floral jumpsuit that I love. Yes, the one that always gets compliments. Yes, that I I did wear in New York. I was thinking that or if you like went totally decked out in your E.T. sweatsuit. (laughs) For me? love that. I don't feel like I have very many outstanding different probably um, your Nosferatu costume yes accepts <laughs> what famous building would you want to live in Ooh, the opera house in France <gasps> the Garnier there opera was house recently an Airbnb listing that you could spend one night in the box oh it's the beautiful there phantom opera house and you could go tour the the river the moat underneath or whatever wait i did not know that was part of it i'm going to france right now <laughs> buying plane ticket ah, i want to see the Except boat it's already sold oh, it was great. like a first come first serve it's just cheap it was like 30 dollars. i know Oy. but i forgot about it so sorry does the godfather house count as a famous building probably not ah that was just such a good answer that you gave oh it's right in front of me. The Hollywood Tower Hotel. Sure, we'll go with that. Not the Haunted Mansion? <gasps> oh, you're right. My soul. Okay, Haunted Mansion. If Bill was trying to take pictures at Connie's wedding, would his, would his camera get smashed or would Vito fall for his charms and let him in? <laughs> oh my gosh. So they I guess wouldn't smash Bill's camera. It's And it's, yeah, it's really sunny that would have to get talked into it, but I feel like- Well, my... it's Barzini. Oh, well, I was thinking- Sunny, Sunny, Sunny does smash a camera, but Barzini also takes the film Destroys out. Destroys the, no yeah, picture. the picture. Man, so anti-cameras. I feel like they wouldn't want it just because they wouldn't want the publicity, the notoriety. I think they would allow him to photograph their family, Bonnie. like they had family photos done. yeah. But for and I think Connie use. would love to get photos of her. Okay, you're right. Her wedding dress. Okay, you've talked me into it. That is quite what it is. All right. Um, as far as overarching themes, some people were kind of dancing a little close. It's not Godfather references in each movie. I did love that though. <laughs> I know. Oh, that would be incredible if we could. F- I mean, it would be very doable because it's referenced in so many oh, yeah. films. But and then that our final film was You Got Mail. Yes, right. <laughs> like the first one is Star Wars, <laughs> is Jabba the Hutt's murder. <laughs> oh my gosh! <sighs> well, this has been delightful. Make sure or thanks to everyone for participating. And even if you didn't have a chance to submit, um, we'd still love to hear your thoughts on it. So please do that. Also, we have our next film for this month, which is True Grit from 2010. So make sure you're watching that and submitting your film reviews. I am currently in the process of printing and getting everything ready with the stickers. So go ahead and Venmo me if you haven't already and you've agreed with whatever you want to do. You can go ahead and do that and I will be sending out those hopefully by the end of this month is the goal. All right, turn off the cameras. We've had enough of this. That was Film Club. (laughs) Okay, like, we'll talk about it when we get to it. She texted me and was like, (laughs) 
I just listened to the Arrival episode, and now I know what a Canoli question is. Have fun with the one I sent in Bill before I had listened to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So here are listener reviews. You took the words right out of my mouth. That was Phil Club. That was Phil Club. <laughs>